Hey folks, Lori Baltimore here with another edition of Hyperwave. How are you? How is it going today, my friend? Did you work today? Did you go and clock in and out today? Did you do your part for this mm, perfect rendition of meritocracy? This absolutely perfect and equitable world that we have been so generously given by our corporate overlords and capitalist masters. By the day, I become uh, I become closer and closer to a true-to-form communist. I I'm starting to resent everything. It's actually kind of sad. You know, I used to not be so obsessed with climate change and humanity killing itself slowly. Just kind of, I don't know brushing it off not brushing it off as if it doesn't matter but ignoring it i guess just being like yeah we'll figure it out you know i have this idea that the capitalists they need us so much that they cannot let us die right they can't let us breathe toxic air and have all of us burn up in a horrible devastating wildfire can they oh, who's going to work the jobs right? Who's going to do all the menial shit? Well, you could say that when automation actually, oh God, I just dropped a piece of hard candy on my brand new thousand dollar laptop. That cannot be good. Oh, I got hard candy on it. Well, oh Jesus. Anyway, um, yeah, for them to get automation in here, there's going to be too many people to put on a universal basic income. People will be consuming too much if they don't have, I don't know, back-breaking or demeaning work to do. Yeah, they'll be consuming too much stuff, so we can't just have a universal basic income where people can eat freely and have all the resources they want. So for that to happen, they're probably going to have to wipe out a really sizable portion of the population, which, you know, kind of supports these crazy pandemic conspiracies man this could just be a trial run before they eliminate a really a really large section of the population <sighs> which is why i say make as much money as you can in the meantime so that hopefully you can buy your way uh, out of death right you can buy your way out of whatever plague they're going to create to kill all the all of the homeless and poor people you know what i mean our masters but who knows um, some of us might be able to eat cows in the future once they have everybody eating bugs, which I'm not, which I'm not, you know, hostile to. I like the idea of eating bugs. It's just they want to get us to all eat bugs and be cool with it so that they can eat all the cows in the future. You know what I mean? That's what all these conservatives think. But anyway, I, um, I might, I might change the name of this podcast from hyper wave to hyper slave. Right, because like you could say that a hyper slave doesn't know they're enslaved. They are conditioned and, and, and they are internalized slaves. They've internalized their own slavery, right? And their freedom is only is, is illusory. They they've they've been conditioned to accept a false version of what freedom is, right? I don't know. I don't know. That's just a that's just an idea. I don't want to offend anybody by um, comparing myself to an uh, like an actual slave, right? But either way. I uh, I quit my job again 
Any, any Lori Baltimore who's been here for a while knows I quit my jobs all the time. Um, which could bite me in the ass down the road, but, you know, whatever. You got to do what you got to do. Um, I quit it six days ago, and I started at a grocery store. I'm stocking produce in the produce section. It's easy. You know, it's a little stressful because I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't like looking like I'm stupid and slow and incompetent. Um, so it's a little stressful for that part, but, I mean, it's a pretty easy job. simple, right? So I'm getting used to that. Everybody who works there seems pretty chill. Seems like a good group of people. I get breaks. You know, I get... Yeah, I get a lot of breaks. It's a union job. Grocery stores. So you get a lot of breaks. And um, nobody's really micromanaging you. You kind of just do what you're doing. Nobody really has too much uh, uh, urgency. Which is nice, right? It's a little more relaxed than what I'm used to. I don't have to talk to customers. People who uh, people in grocery stores are pretty nice to you too. Customers are pretty nice to you because you're not a salesperson, so they're not treating you like a piece of shit. So that's pretty cool. Um, but I've, I've, I'm starting to really. I saw a uh, a tweet or a post on Reddit or whatever it was about how you know when you're growing up, the system really never teaches you how to handle unstructured time. So when you quit your job, there is a there is a downward spiral. That I've experienced several times. Um, you usually quitting jobs um, puts me into a very uh, anxious and paranoid state where I feel like my whole life is falling apart, which I can only imagine is by design. And and it got me thinking like. I don't really know how to handle unstructured time. I mean, I do because I'm a self-starter. I know, you know, I know how to do things that I need to do. I get shit done that I need to do, you know, but there is a certain sense of too much freedom that you have when you don't have any responsibilities. I'm working I'm working 3 days a week at a grocery store. But for right now, they only have me scheduled for 2 days this week, 2 days next week. So I've got lots of time. I've got lots of time. The reason, of course, is that I'm trying to teach myself coding so that I can get the fuck out of retail and get a real big boy job. And also because I believe that the people who will be spared in the next nuclear holocaust will probably be people who um, can build the, I don't know, the, 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 the techno empire for our corporate gods. Right, because that's the end game here. That's the end game is that they want to wipe out a sizable pop portion of the population. They want to get a bunch of them on a universal basic income. I mean, it's all going to be fine for these people. I mean, it's not like it's, it's evil inherently. It's not really evil. I mean, they want to kill a lot of people to make it happen. So maybe they will. Okay, and this is all just a joke. I'm, this is satire, guys. I hope you know that. <laughs> or is it? Um, kill a bunch of people. And I, I'm thinking that they're going to save, you know, like Bill Gates is going to want to save the Microsoft employees. You know, so why not get a job at Microsoft, if you know what I'm saying? Um, so I think they'll spare people who are good with computers, programmers and developers, because they're going to create an infrastructure for their own godliness, right? So all of these scientific studies, all of these, uh, all of this breakthrough research you always see where it's like, they found the cure to cancer in an MRN, uh, mRNA vaccine right 
Um, but you never actually see that cure put into practice or like the first guy drove on a floating car. We, we built the very first uh, water-powered car or whatever, which they did a long time ago, create the water-powered car. We don't see any of this stuff. Uh, or, or like transhumanist prosthetics and implants and things like that. We don't actually ever see that stuff. We only hear about like the breakthrough studies, but it never actually takes hold. And it's because the tech industries are creating capitalist-driven products to, to preserve their own power so that they can continue to do research into technologies that will allow them to ascend humanity. Ascend humanity. Um, so the, the end game here is to have prosthesis, implants, genetic engineering, all of the what have you, to make them indistinguishable from gods, right? In the same sense that a person who had a telephone and was talking to a person five miles away, if you were in, um, you know, like, medieval times, they would have thought you were a witch. You know, they would have thought that was spooky magic. So... There is, a, there is a plethora, I'm sure, there's a plethora of technologies where even we would think it was spooky to see. Like the Neuralink, right? Elon Musk. So, what they want to do is at the end of some horrible cataclysm, some terrible event, there will be a small subsection of the population who will be, quote, saved by these technocrat uh, corporate gods. They will be indistinguishable from gods to us. And they will save us all. And we won't necessarily worship them, but we will worship them in the capacity that people worship celebrities, right? Or worship Elon Musk. You know, people think that he's like infallible or a genius or whatever. They'll wipe out war. They'll wipe out everything because, you know, all of these things are manufactured to get us to the final cataclysm so that they can assume total uh, moral and um, political infrastructure control over the human population. So they're going to need coders to build that infrastructure, right? Like, you need 5G towers. You need 5G towers, and we're going to need more 5G towers. We're going to need 6G towers. There's going to be nothing but what the hell? There's going to be nothing but um, more and more advancements for their own little powers. And that will be all of the work that coders have in that time, is creating new technologies that are branded as, quote, for the people, but actually have a back-end use to further cement their godlihood. They'll need an infrastructure where they can monitor human beings, monitor people, monitor the world around them so that they can make it seem as though they have um, omniscience. You know what I mean? All of these things. They'll, they'll need an infrastructure. So, so I'm hoping with coding, I'll be able to win myself a seat at the table with the uh, corporate gods, with Tim Apple and Mark Fuckerberg chilling there, zapping people with their brains, or whatever they're going to do, flying around, maybe. I don't know. 
And then over time, you know, you don't need a job. Education will be all online. You'll get all of your information, several sources removed. So even though it is technically true and demonstrably true, so it looks like you're actually getting real knowledge, you're not. You're, you're getting like half-truths so that people can never actually rise up and be intelligent and, you know, make up their own minds, stuff like that. I don't know. I've thought about this a couple times. I thought about writing a book, you know. But, uh, I don't know. New, 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 new. Well, I was going to get to some news, but the thing, too, is I've been going through that turmoil I was talking about. And, and I feel like I can't concentrate. I felt so good the last few weeks. Like, you know, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to devote myself full time. And it's fine because I feel great. I'm in the prime of my life. I feel awesome. But lately, I felt like absolute dog shit. I don't think I've recorded an episode since I went to the hospital with a fucking bowel obstruction. I spent a week in the hospital. My ankle is sprained. I burnt my hand. It's like literally the skin is falling off my hand. It's been fucking crazy. It's been nuts. It's been a difficulty reset. Like I tell my girlfriend, you know, it's like Bitcoin. When Bitcoin gets too easy to produce, to mine, um, the difficulty for mining it increases automatically. And when it, when it gets too hard to mine, there's not enough of it being produced, the difficulty goes down. And I think life is, is a lot like that. I really think you can see you can see the difficulty of your life. When things are about to become way too easy and way too good for you, something awful has to happen. A I mean, in my case, a bunch of horrible shit. I can't, I can't even walk on my foot. I sprained my ankle, and I can't even tell you how I did it. I literally, It won't bear any weight. It's the spookiest fucking thing ever. I have an injury, but no event that caused it. It's, it's unbelievable. It's fucking bullshit. But, um, yeah, what the fuck? So I've had a good little difficulty reset. Everything was getting too good and easy for me, so now I'm I'm bearing the brunt of a, of a, of illness and malady, which is fine. On that note, I think I'm going to become a Jew, and not just a Jew, a goddamn Jew. And I can say that because I'm considering becoming Jewish. Now I think I want to convert to Judaism for a number of reasons, but. I know people who have converted to Islam. I know people who have converted to Christianity. I know people who have converted from Christianity to, Christianity to atheism. I've never met anybody that converted to Judaism. Nobody's ever even talking about it. I don't even have friends who are interested in Judaism. But here's the thing. I love Larry David. I love Jerry Seinfeld. And I want to be Jewish. I want to have a cool-looking dick because I'm uncircumcised. You know what I mean? I want to have one of those cool dicks with you can see everything. There's no skin. You know what I mean? Now, that's not the reason. I'm, I'm just finding that philosophically, I agree with the Jews on so many things. And I've been doing so much research, it, it just makes sense that they didn't accept Christ as the Messiah. You know? So I might become a Jew. And then I can say a whole host of offensive shit, but it's going to be fine. And I'm not talking just like, oh, yeah, I identify as Jewish. I'm talking about, like, I'm going to be in a book somewhere. I will, I'm going to officially fucking convert. It makes so much sense. I want to go to the synagogue. I want to talk to the rabbis. Those guys are smart, man. 
you know? And, like, new wave reform Judaism is so chill. Nobody cares if you're gay. Nobody cares what you do. It's a whole halabaloo, if, as, they, as, a, as a Jew would say, right? And then I can say terrible shit for funsies. It's going to open up so much joking uh, uh, material for me. Because they really believe... They really believe that... Jesus. Once you convert... A Jewish soul is put into your body. So you are a chosen one. You are, for all intents and purposes, not a converted Jew. You are a Jew. You are officially a Jew. So I, I could be able to say, like, every single time the Holocaust comes up in conversation, I'll be able to say, Oh, oy vey. Uh, the things my people have suffered through. Oh, oy vey. Thank God for this day. You know what I mean? I, I get so much more... And then people are just like, hey, you're some privileged white guy. I'll say, me? A privileged white guy? Do you know the things my people have been through in the last uh, 2,000 years? Oi, oi, vey. Be a mensch, would you? Hey, Woody Allen. I like a good Woody Allen movie. <laughs> That's fucked up. See, these jokes are only offensive because I'm not Jewish yet. In hindsight... You're going to be like, okay, he, was, he wasn't all talk. He's just, he was a Jew the whole time. I don't know how my girlfriend's parents are going to respond to that. They're Christians. They're hardcore Christians. They probably hate the Jews because they killed Christ. That's what, that's what Mel Gibson goes on and on about because he's a hardcore anti-Semite. I mean, the, the important thing is that I can have some sort of a victim complex is really what I'm going for. I want to be able to say that I have been persecuted. And now you can say, oh, like, you're not, like, really a Jew. I am a Jew. Ask any Jew. A Jewish soul has been put into my body, and for all intents and purposes, I am legitimately a Jew. Jewish on a, on a soul level. You're black physically. I'm, I'm, I'm all soul Jew. So if you want to go tit for tat here, I mean, come on. My people were enslaved in Egypt. How do you feel about that? Okay, this is getting really kind of fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but for on, on a dead serious note, I think I'm going to be a Jew. And I know I'm, I'm intentionally saying it to sound like I don't actually care. and I'm just doing it for lols. But I, I'm, I'm actually like, I, the more research I do, the more of the Talmud that I read, the more Jewy I want to be. I want to go to synagogue and celebrate the Shabbat, you know, and have friends named Shlomo and Ari, you know. I don't know. Who knows? I could be the Messiah. Messiah's going to be a Jewish guy. He's going to cure the world of all its illnesses and usher in a new wave of godliness on earth. Could be me. Once I'm Jewish, you know. Think about that. If you're a foreigner and you become a U.S. citizen, you can never be, you can never be president. Once I'm a Jew, I could be the Messiah. I'm shooting for the stars here, guys. Not only am I coding for the future to save myself from our corporate masters, I am also, I'm, I'm going for Messiahhood here, guys. I know it's a big project, but somebody's got to do it. I don't see anybody stepping up. 
I thought Trump was going to do it. <laughs> Just kidding. Get a latke. I'm, I don't, I, my Jew, my Jewish uh, impersonation just sounds like Christopher Walken. Hey, I'm uh, Woody Allen and I don't feel good. I'm very uh, neurotic. I can't, no, that's actually a pretty good Woody Allen there. Did you guys watch Annie Hall? It's a pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. Although uh, I did read something or see something somewhere about how Jeffrey Epstein probably secured, um, probably secured the child that uh, Woody Allen ended up marrying, which was his adopted daughter. So that's pretty fucking weird. Goddamn freak. Right? Ooh, and then people can't call me a Nazi. I can have a whole new host of uh, beliefs about things. People can't call me a Nazi because if they do... Checkmate in the in the uh, in the virtue signaling hierarchy. You can't call me a Nazi because they'll say, "Hey, Nazi, Because I want to learn Hebrew too, right? Do you know uh, when God uh, drinks coffee? You know what it's called? Hebrew. Yeah. I did not make that up. Uh, I think my youth pastor told me that when I was just a lad. All of the Christian or all of the Jewish arguments against Christianity, they resonate so much with me. They make so much sense to me. You know, you know, the Jews don't believe in heaven and hell. And now I'm not just sitting here saying like, oh, heaven and hell, hell is bad. I mean, hell is bad. It's just, it's just also moronic. The whole idea of an infinite God knowing ahead of time, like a Calvinist, right? Knowing ahead of time that you're going to go to hell but making you anyway, and the stakes are your eternal soul being tortured forever. It's fucking absurd. A good and morally just God? Get the fuck out of here. You're telling me an infinite God, an infinite God is so petty that he would... He would torture you forever for not figuring out a mystery. Who's your savior? You got to choose one. Who's it going to be? I'm not going to tell you the answer. I'm never going to tell you the answer. In fact, you're a little Buddhist boy who's been chosen to be the Dalai Lama and told his entire life that he is the Dalai Lama. He is the, he is the reincarnation of Buddha himself. Yet, I do expect you to convert to Christianity. Even though you have the entire weight of a religious community on your back, I do believe that you should convert to Christianity. Now, meanwhile, the son of a priest, well, maybe a little bit easier for him, but hey, that's the way she goes. And if you don't figure out this little mystery, you are going to burn eternally forever. And I'm so petty that I will never give you the chance to make it up to me once you do know the truth. And if I, if I let you know too much what the truth was, it'd be too easy for you to convert. So it has to be a mystery. So only by faith will you ever really be saved. All of that is absurdity. And Christians will say like, oh, well, you don't have to, you don't have to accept it for it to be true. Okay. I don't have to accept it at all. I don't have to accept it at all. And now you know why all the commies wanted to ex exterminate Christianity. Not Christians. I'm not condoning genocide here. 
After all, my people did go through a couple genocides. I would never, uh, in my right mind, advocate for that. But, um, th these are jokes, guys. I'm sorry. It is, I am, I am teetering on, on actually offensive here. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I do intend on converting. That, that's, that's serious. That is, that is a serious thing, but I am pushing it a little bit. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, what if we just made, you know, you could have any secular atheist person who hates the idea of religion, like a commie, like like you're true to form Maoist or something, right? Being like, oh, uh, religion is the opium of the people. Like, ugh, God, what a what a cringy idea. That that to me is just so cringy. Uh, religion is the opium of the masses. And with, without it, humanity will reach heights they'd never reached before. Yeah, suicide. There's going to be so much more suicide. We'll have the highest suicide rate of any country in the world. The do-nothing Democrats want to block the amount of suicide we have in our country. It's my terrible Trump impression. Um, what if we just eradicated Christianity? You know, not Christians, but just ideologically, we just kind of poo-pooed it away. What if we, what if there was a concerted effort to do that? I wonder if God, if it was the Christian God, if, if, if God is the God of the New Testament, which is categorically different than the God of the Old Testament, according to me and my people. Um... Do you think if if we eradicated it from the earth, do you think the that God would be like, yikes, I totally fucked up, man. Everybody's pissed. Everybody's just kind of mad that I want to torture them for the rest of their, uh, for eternity. You know? Uh, Pascal's wager has come up in my life randomly a few times recently. And... I think that's dumb. Pascal's wager is, let's say that uh, Christianity is real. You serve the Christian God your whole life, and um, your 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 uh, reward is eternal life and pleasure and all the what have you. And he said, then you get the ultimate reward. Let's say that you do the same thing. You serve the Christian God your entire life, and it turns out that that's not actually the real God or there is no God, what will you have lost? You will have still lived a good life. I mean, essentially what he's saying is that the stakes are so high and, and your investment is so small that you might as well just do it. If you're, if you're a good gambler, you ought to take the bet and just, and just give yourself the highest chance of a good outcome. Where if you live a if you live a a life according to Judeo Christian morality, then you will have lived a pretty decent life that even an atheist would probably call decent, which is not bad at all. Um, and then when you die, you die, nothing n nothing doing. And then if 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 that is the real God, then hey, you get you also get eternal life. That's pretty great. Here's the problem with that: is that I I could say the same thing about anything. I can say the same thing about anything. If you don't believe that purple unicorns exist, the world is going to be destroyed by a giant asteroid. 
Now, I could come to you and say, why won't you believe this? All you have to do is um, you have to get eight hours of sleep every night. That's all you have to do to be spared from this cataclysm, which is apparently the word of the day because I've used it a few times. All you have to do is get eight hours of sleep every single night. And then I could say, well, hey, why don't you take that bet? Because what if I am right? What if I am right and you're fucking stupid? Here's the thing. Either you get eight hours of sleep every night, which is good for you, and then you get saved by a cataclysm, or you get eight hours of sleep every night and there is no cataclysm. Either way, you got a great night's sleep your whole life. I don't know. It just doesn't really, like... I, I guess, like, the idea of there being heaven and hell in a Christian sense does not necessarily make it more realistic or believable of a thing to be true than purple unicorns existing just because millions of people have lived and died for it. You know, the, the Roman Empire used it as a form of social and political control. I just don't, I don't know, man. You, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like bullshit to me. It sounds like bullshit. You know? Like, what better way for the Roman Empire shitting shitting on the Jewish people to be like, hey, we're one of you now. We're Christians. So, like, meet us in the middle, and then we're good to go. You know? I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, guys. I'm, uh, I'm going through the, the growing pains of... Wow, I've been all over the place. I am going through the growing pains of having a lot of freedom and time on my hands. And it is scary. It is scary because, you know, you, you get scared that you made the wrong choice. You get scared that you have lost your goddamn mind and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. But it's in God's hands. That's the new Ford Tough commercial. That I, That's the little jingle I made for a Ford... A Ford truck commercial and it's in god's hands down out now 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 and it's in god's hands bump 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 yeah it's spooky but you know that's the thing man if you don't take the risks you you'll never get the rewards wayne gretzky you know you, you will miss... I mean, you don't miss any shot you don't take. That doesn't make any sense. That literally makes no sense. You don't miss any shot you don't take. You haven't taken a shot. There's nothing to miss. You know? It's nonsensical. Anyway, I agree with him. So it's like, what am I going to do? Work retail for the rest of my life? And kill myself or something? You know, the first people who die... From the cataclysm, word of the day, is going to be the poor retail people. They're going to be able to automate that job. They're not going to want to give me a universal basic income. They're not going to want me to live for free. Trust me. A retail worker? Get out of here. You think they care? They don't care. Customer service? That's not a skill they need to build the future, to build the dystopian well it might actually be utopian you know they might actually be pretty good little overlord techno gods mark fuckerberg and tim apple and uh 
Elon Musk and all of those guys. Right? So, they're going to want to keep around people who can do stuff. You know? People in the arts. I think it's going to be a very art-heavy society. People, people who are good in the arts. Like my lovely girlfriend. She will be uh, dancing. She will be a dancer. She will be contributing to the post-human zeitgeist. I hopefully will be coding whatever system of control they're using to quelch any sort of dissent among the population, which of course will be mostly impossible after everybody gets their nice little brain chip in place at the cost. You, you know, you are sacrificing dissent, but you are getting it uh, in return for like no depression, no anxiety. What if you felt awesome all the time? That would be fucking crazy. I feel good all the time, cause I'm for tough. Right? So we'll accept the post the post human reality and our, our techno overlords. And hopefully you will be safe. What are you doing for work now? Try to do something a robot can't do. I'm not saying there's not there's anything wrong with the work you do. If you work at McDonald's, I have nothing but respect for you. And I treat McDonald's employees with the utmost respect. It's got to be the worst job in the world. Whatever you do, I have nothing but respect for you. This is, this is class unity. I am a laborer. You are a laborer. We are in this together. Okay? No, no shame in that. I'm just saying for your own good, you might actually, you might want to try to do something that a robot can't do because they are going to come for you, man. They are going to come for you. You know what I mean? Oh my God, my ankle is killing me. Um, uh, yeah, so I, uh, I've kind of gone off the deep end with this episode. I went in a million different directions. Just um, remember Lechayim, and then also, you know, make sure that you are taking the opportunity to, to grow yourself in ways that will pay dividends in the future. Because if I, in my, in my time, my, my little form of like little turmoil here is that I'm, I'm scared that I've made the, a wrong choice. And I, you know, I'm wondering why I don't feel good. And I'm getting very anxious about the choice that I've made, I think. And uh, if I let that rule my decisions and my course of action, what risk would I ever take? What, what risk would any of us take if, um, you know, at the first sign of, of trepidation, we got scared and, and tucked our tails between our legs and went back the way that we were told to go in the first place. In what way could we ever blaze a trail for ourselves? You know what I mean? So, you know, when you're fucking scared of something, when you're scared, you, st you got to do it because you're scared. That's, that's where all the reward comes, man. You know, if you do what's comfortable, your reward is a paycheck. Your reward is the same paycheck every every two weeks until you die. And that is not a suitable reward for your time, my friend. It is not. It isn't. It is not. You know? I, I, I hope that whoever listens to this, I don't know, I don't know who's listening to this podcast. Um... You know, if you've listened this far, do yourself a favor and just invest in yourself, man. Like, even with whatever money you have, you know, if you're like, hey, I could get this cool thing that I like, or I could pay for 
I don't know, some sort of internet program where I can like learn a new language or something or or I can pay a little bit more to get better food that's better for me. Pay a little bit more for better food if you can. I'm not trying to be an asshole like, hey, when you're buying a car, buy a Tesla instead of a fucking gas guzzler so you can invest in yourself and the planet. I'm not that far removed from the world, my friends. Um, what I'm saying is that at any moment when you can make an investment in yourself, just do that at the cost of an investment in a corporation. A corporation wants you to, they want you to buy something. They want you to buy something, man, because then you're investing in them. When you buy something that doesn't really make your life better, but like, I don't know, is just a useless thing, you're investing in the next iteration of a useless thing to come out. You know, invest in you, man. And who cares if, I don't know, look at me, man. I've got plenty of money in the bank and I look like a fucking skank when I walk outside and I don't give a shit. I like the clothes that I wear and I probably look like a bum most of the time, but I don't, I just don't care. And I'm not saying be like me. I'm just saying like, I don't know, man, invest in you invest, invest when you have time and money that is spare, you have it, you have it to spare, invest in you or save it up for a, a, an eventual investment in you. You know, I'm not saying like work harder and make more money and invest in your future by sacrificing your time now. Fuck all of that. I'm saying, you know, just develop yourself as a person and, and things, you know, hopefully will come of that. That's the easiest way to change your reality, man. And I just, anybody that could hear that and relate to it, or if somebody needed to hear that, I would, I would, I would want to be able to talk to that person. So if you can, if you hear this and you need to hear it, if you're scared to take a risk, if there is something that you want to do that you've always thought about doing, just fucking try it, man. You have to, you have to, you know, do it for you, do it for your fulfillment. And I hope you're having a great day. Uh, I hope everything's fine with you, whoever you are. Um, do me a favor, keep it real. Don't do anything stupid. And uh, we will be waiting for you here in the Hyperwave. L'chaim. <laughs>